1: Good morning, White Sox fans. I'm Jim Margulis, and this is your White Sox wake up call for September 8th, 2021. The White Sox won a game in Oakland that Jimmy Lambert started. You can even go so far as to say the White Sox won a game behind Jimmy Lambert. Lambert threw five innings of one run ball to pick up his first MLB victory, backed by fine work on both sides of the ball from his teammates. The White Sox improved to 80-58 on the year, extending their AL Central lead to 11 games while cutting their magic number to 15 thanks to a Cleveland loss. If you can set aside Eloy Jimenez leaving the game with a bruised knee thanks to a foul ball in the dugout, Andrew Vaughn going over 5 with 8 stranded, two errors from the defense and a low-leverage reliever creating a medium-leverage situation in the 8th inning, the White Sox posted the complete effort. Maybe you'd say they should have scored more than six runs considering they totaled 15 hits, three walks, two HBPs, and stranded 13. However, they went 5-for-14 with runners in scoring position on a night that made big hits hard to come by, including some unlikely knocks in big situations. The White Sox had the bases loaded with one out in the first inning and only got a Yasmani Grandal walk to show for it, but they made James Caprellian work hard enough to throw 92 pitches over four innings, bringing Oakland's wobbly bullpen into the game earlier than they intended. That work paid off as six White Sox face AJ Puck in the fifth inning, and five reached on singles. Gavin Sheets put the first run on the board with a single that scored a hobbled Jimenez from second, thanks to a surprise send by Joe McEwing, and Cesar Hernandez picked up Vaughn after his bases-loaded strikeout with a two-run single through the right side that made it a four-to-one game. The White Sox stretched that lead to six-to-one in the eighth inning, and all after two outs. Johan Makata doubled to keep the inning open, Jose Abreu walked, and after both runners advanced in a wild pitch, Brian Goodwin scored both with a broken bat parachute into right field. Here's where you have to note that all three run scoring singles came off Oakland lefties, and by guys who haven't been hitting them this year, at least while wearing White Sox uniforms. Sheets entered the game 0 for 13 in his career against Southpaws, Goodwin was 6 for 56, and Hernandez was 5 for 33 since the trade. Add it all up, and that's 11 for 102, good for a batting average of 108. It's higher now. Those three runs came in handy because while Ryan Burr entered to try to give Craig Kimbrell and Liam Hendricks the night off, both had to pitch after Burr gave up consecutive singles, the latter scoring run when Luis Robert failed to lick the rolling ball into his glove. Kimbrell came in with one out and allowed the inherited runner to score in a single, but he settled in to retire the last two batters he faced. Hendricks then pitched a 1-2-3-9th for his 33rd save, aided by a fantastic sliding over-the-shoulder basket catch by Abreu down the right-field line. Abreu had a great game, reaching base twice and making three fine defensive plays. Moncada and Larry Garcia both had three-hit nights, with Moncada rocketing a couple doubles to both gaps, and Garcia adding a double and a stolen base to his effort. And then there's Lambert, who did what he's supposed to do in a park like the Coliseum, throwing strikes until they made him pay. He faced two early threats. Josh Harrison greeted him with a double in the first inning and scored in a pair of productive flyouts to tie the game at one. In the second, Lambert walked Mark Hanna and gave up a single to Tony Kemp, but Lambert came back to strike out Jan Gomes and induced a double play from Elvis Andrews, and that put him on course for a pretty easy rest of the evening. He only struck out two and generated a measly four whiffs over 70 pitches, so it might not be a recipe for success in future starts, But for an emergency start in a big ballpark where flies didn't travel, letting Oakland hit five flyouts to Robert in center field was a pretty sound strategy. Lambert is now 1-1 in the season, and the White Sox have won two of the three games he started this year, which is all you can ask for. Now we'll see if the White Sox can secure at least two wins in three games this series tonight when Dallas Keuchel squares off against Frankie Montas. Keuchel's ERA has ballooned to 5.22, while Montas might get Cy Young support this year, but perhaps Keuchel will get the same big park boost that benefited Lambert. First pitch is at 8.40 p.m. Central on NBC Sports Chicago.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: Down on the farm, the Charlotte Knights lost to Jacksonville 2-1, but what's important is that Adam Engel finally started his rehab stint. He went one for with two strikeouts all playing right field. Jake Berger went two for fourth, a double and a walk, while Micah Adolfo was one for three, a double, walk and strikeout. Birmingham regained sole possession of first place in the AA South's North Division by shutting out Chattanooga 3-0. Carlos Perez went two for fourth, his 11th homer. Winston-Salem outslugged Bowling Green 9-8, Jose Rodriguez went 2-for-5 with his first triple with the dash, but Harvin Mendoza topped him by going 3-for-5 with his second high-A homer and the walk-off single. Kannapolis lost its fifth straight game to Fayetteville, this one by a score of 9-1. to The Cannonballer struck out 14 times without a walk. Cabrera Weaver returned to Kannapolis and went 1-for-3 at the strikeout in a stolen base. The Arizona Complex League White Sox lost to the ACL Red 6-4. Colson Montgomery went 1-3 with a walk and a strikeout. Jefferson Mendoza homered. And Logan Glass reached thrice on two doubles and hit by pitch. The Dominican Summer League White Sox beat the DSL D-backs' first squad 4-3 in seven innings. Carlos Jimenez went 1-3 at the stolen base, while Victor Cazado was 0-2 with a walk and a strikeout. <laughs> Around the league, let's take a tour of the playoff picture. In the American League, the Twins shut out Cleveland 3-0 to send the future Guardians back to 500, so the White Sox lead by 11 games. As for the American League wildcard picture, five of the top six teams lost on Tuesday. The Red Sox dropped their third straight with a 12-7 loss to Tampa Bay, while Garrett Cole exited early with a hamstring strain in the Yankees' fourth straight loss, this one 5-1 to Toronto. The Blue Jays have won six straight, and because the Mariners got walked off by Houston 5-4, the Blue Jays are now the first team on the outside looking in, just two games back of Boston for the second wildcard spot. The Astros' win was their 81st, so they're one game ahead of the White Sox for home field in the ALDS, and they also own the tiebreaker. In the National League, the Giants beat up the Rockies at Coors Field, so they maintain their one-game lead over the Dodgers in the NL West. Los Angeles beat the Cardinals 7 2, with Albert Pujols homering in what could be his last ever series in Bush Stadium. In the NL East, the Braves beat the Nationals, gaining a game on Philadelphia in the process. The Phillies were shut out by Milwaukee 10 0, so they fell 2.5 games back of Atlanta. The Mets beat Miami 9 4, so they're still in the hunt at 4 games back. But all eyes are on that second wildcard spot, which is back to a dead heat between the Reds and Padres. Cincinnati ended the Cubs' seven-game winning streak with a 4-3 victory at Wrigley, while the Padres were shut out by the Angels 4-0, even though Blake Snell took a perfect game into the seventh inning. The Reds are 74-66, while the Padres are a game back in each column at 73-65. The Padres would host a wildcard game if they ended up with identical records, as they beat the Reds in six of seven matchups this season. That'll do it for this edition of the White Sox Wake-Up Call. Visit SocksMachine.com to talk about the game, the night on the farm, and I have a couple ideas for posts, so we'll see which one wins after I wake up myself. If you're new to the Socks Machine podcast, you can subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found, and if you'd like to support what we do, you can do so at Patreon.com slash where you can get an ad-free site and show with bonus content on both for $2 a month. If you already support us, make sure to check the final installment of Farm Fortnite, my bi-weekly review of the White Sox farm system. Thanks for listening to the Sox Machine podcast. For SoxMachine.com, I'm Jim Margulis.